0: everybody welcome back to the dirt talk podcast um i'm here joined by my esteemed podcast producer harrison he's he's here in the background to support yes this new this new monday format um we i started the podcast in the year 2020 in my apartment in scottsdale arizona i bought a little uh road podcast board with the fancy buttons, the the mm-hmm. light the different color lights and the sliders. Uh, yeah. And I thought I was a real engineer, a podcaster. And I started a podcast after Dan, um, who helps run the business uh, begged me for, for a year to start one. And I, I didn't want to do it, uh, because it was scary and it's uncomfortable. And I didn't know what I was going to talk about, but I started and I started interviewing, uh, many of the great people that I've met, uh, in the dirt world. And I've done that since hundreds of times over. And then uh, about a year later, Alex started to help me with the podcast and we introduced the Monday episode and the Monday episode was, uh, really, instead of um, an interview, um, a more focused interview on somebody else, it was uh, my opportunity to to just shoot the poop. And it was a, a playground of sorts. It was it was our place to engage with the people that listen to the podcast. It was our place to answer questions, to provide uh, context as to what the heck's going on at BuildWit. We got to have fun with it. And We got away with that. uh, We got away from that as we changed our organization, changed the podcast, and there was a lot going on last year. So we we didn't stop, but we just focused on uh, one episode per week. The interviews that maybe you've listened to, maybe not. Uh, But what happened was, I feel like we were, and Harrison and I were just talking about this. We're just we're going through the motions. We we were we were doing it, and and I think. We were doing it well, and I was having a lot of fun with the conversations we were having, but we weren't doing anything new. We we weren't doing anything really all that exciting. And so this year, we 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 said, and Harrison actually said, we gotta bring back the Monday podcast. Now, what does that even look like? And uh, my answer right now is, I have no idea. But over our holiday break, we take two weeks off every holiday season. I brainstormed and I thought, what could be good content for the Dirt World, for the Dirt Talk podcast listeners to hear? And I came up with a few new formats. So over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to try different Monday episode formats, totally different each one, uh, to just see what hits and what doesn't. So if you listen to this and you're like, yeah, we want more of this, write us an email Dirttalk at buildwit.com. It goes to Harrison. Yes. Uh, I see stuff too. So give us some feedback as far as what you like, what you don't like, because we're just going to play again a little bit on these Monday episodes. We're still going to have the regular Thursday episodes with- Different uh, friends of mine, guests from the dirt world and outside of the dirt world, which was exciting about last year. I think we had a lot of people from outside the industry that still apply to the industry. Uh, but these these Monday episodes are an opportunity to have some fun and to explore some different things.
1: Yeah, and when you say like, when you say the thirteen or the Thursday episode got um, like magnet or or anything it's not that I mean they're all amazing conversations and I think the caliber of conversation has only gotten better I agree Um, but it's like almost so buttoned up where uh, like it can start to feel routine for us as creators like myself included where uh, having just that episode you put so much stock into that and um kind of just it leaves you wanting something else to break up the routine yeah. of that and i think probably the listeners feel the same way
0: i don't know i'm not going to talk for you guys uh, I, maybe you guys like that i don't know um, but, um, yeah I, I don't know what people want but this is this is what i want damn it and this is uh my podcast so we can we can do whatever we want here yeah uh,
1: it's been 200 episodes of this podcast is it? Too. Is
0: that including the half episodes
1: though? That's not including the half episodes. Okay, so, so and I'm not doing half episodes anymore. Yeah, we're just gonna go straight up. We say that we have 200 on megaphone, it says 294.
0: Okay, so we're almost, th- yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah,
1: it's almost 300 episodes. And oh, by the way, we do have that uh, that road podcaster though. So.
0: Yeah, we do in a closet.
1: Uh, it's on my desk actually, oh, oh, but nice. it video drifts. Okay, so yeah, you know. perfect. Um and we're really focusing on the video now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. focusing on clips um maybe that's not for long-term listeners and people who have listened forever. Um or maybe it is. You might just want to be like, "Hey, this is share it with a friend or something." Uh clips are mostly to get new people in here and get people excited, but um I really want to start or continue to build out the YouTube channel, so... Yeah. For people who, like, um, filmed podcasts, I don't know. I do. It's fun for me, but...
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't, but, hey, there's something for everybody.
1: Audio's gonna be rocking still. Yeah. That's uh I'm good at, yes.
0: So that's the, um, the new Monday episode 2024 intro. Um This episode today... Is going to be question and answer. We used to do these questions and answers uh, back in the day. And and I had a lot of fun with them and people submitted their questions. So I collected some questions, these questions from Instagram, uh, maybe two months ago now. And I put them into a document and I never answered them and thought, oh, wait, yeah. we could just answer them on the podcast, which yeah. is, I think, a better place to answer questions anyway. Uh, but if you have other questions send them to dirt talk at dot because we're now always fielding questions and, and feedback. So let us know what you think with that. Uh, do you want to read the first question?
1: I'll say a quick word too. please do send stuff to the dirt talk email. So it's not just hello. we saw it. SEO. You need help. Yeah. And lot, lots of ads. Yeah. <sighs> lots of just, so please send us some real stuff, feedback, I like to answer. And with that, we will go to the first question. Aaron, what happened to the earth mover? Why haven't we seen it? Where did she go?
0: Yeah. A lot of people have asked this. Um, I brought the earth mover to slaughter a few months ago, unfortunately, uh, and not the scrapyard. I'd sold it to our cat salesman that sold it to us originally. Funny (laughs) enough. Um, the story of the the skid steer uh is is one maybe worth telling i have always loved heavy equipment uh skid steers as a kid that's probably the most common piece of equipment you see and i um like many of you probably um would see them all the time in the neighborhood and, and while driving around and and, and i just i'd loved seeing skid steers and and i have a picture of me at the the local fair and the bucket of the deer skid steer and and everything was about skid steers. I just, I, I love them. They're small, little, um, just fun machines. And so growing up, always loved skid steers. Probably a lot of skid steer fans out there. I'm not unique in that regard. And, um, I, I always wanted a machine that was mine. Originally I wanted to be a contractor and my, Logic to being uh, a heavy civil or an earth mover, earth moving contractor was that if if it was my company, I would have my name on the equipment, which would mean I get to run the equipment whenever I wanted to, which is very flawed logic. But that was my 18 year old logic, and when I went out to that first construction job in in person, the first job I saw when I was 17 with with Rich Pearson in, in Phoenix, Arizona. I thought it was the coolest damn thing. And his name, Pearson Construction Corporation was on the trucks, was on the pickups, was on the the heavy equipment, people's vest. I thought it was cool. That's what I wanted. I wanted heavy equipment that I could run and and move dart with. Um because it's it's something I I've I've always enjoyed, but I haven't been able to do very much of with how I grew up. I didn't grow up with um, parents or, or family members or friends in the industry at all, so had very little exposure to running equipment growing up. Um, it's something I love, and then I just I think the best part about it from a, a fun standpoint. I know a lot of people do it for work, and and if you do it for work, it's a little different. But it's it's almost therapeutic because it takes it takes concentration. It takes your mind off of other things, and and you have to focus on just the task at hand. Uh, at least that's how it is for me. So I said, you know what? When the time's right, I uh, you know, ultimately didn't become a contractor. Uh, and so I didn't have an opportunity to get equipment that way. But when the time is right uh, on this new path that is build with, I'm going to buy a machine. I'm going to buy a skid steer. And so in 21, 22, 2022. Maybe end of 21 going into 22.
1: It was here when I got here.
0: Yeah, we we, and I've talked about this on, on past episodes way back, we, we raised capital investment and I, it was t- really 2022. I thought I was smart <laughs> and I thought I, I knew what I was doing <clears throat> and I was a businessman. Yeah. And we had so much money. And so while we were running on borrowed time, and I wasn't really smart enough at the time to recognize that, recognize it now for sure. Uh, I thought it was the perfect time to get a skid steer. So I go to Thompson Machinery, our local caterpillar dealer, and I say, Thompson, I would like a skid steer. I would like uh uh maybe like a 252 i think it is or 242 um uh, which is the one with wheels yeah and 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 i asked for the one with wheels with tires because that's all you have in phoenix arizona every skid steer very rarely do you see one with tracks they all have tires on them and they said hey we don't really do Skid steer's the wheels out here. That's for paving contractors. If you if you if you haven't noticed, uh, there's a lot of mud. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, if you haven't noticed the dirt here, yeah, middle Tennessee, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If you haven't noticed that the soil's terrible and everybody runs tracks, so yeah. what we really recommend is a two fifty nine yeah. D three. So we can get you a two fifty nine D three, and I say awesome. And then I see all the contractors with painted equipment, and I I want that. I want that too. I I want uh, a machine that's painted and branded in a certain way. So I mm-hmm. thought I started playing with color combinations in my head. What would what would look cool? And then I thought, you know what? Maybe I I, I thought about gray, and then I thought about blue, and then I, I went through every every damn color. And I thought, you know what? Why not why not white? And I wish I even knew how this idea popped into my head, but. Originally, I had a mock-up of just the BuildWit logo on the machine, all yeah. white. Get rid of all the all the stickers. Yeah, yeah. just have the Build logo, and then I'll, and then maybe someone brought it up to me or whatever it was I, I I can't really remember, but I I thought why don't I why don't I dress it up as a cow? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think someone suggested the earth mover. I was like, that's, oh brilliant. that's yeah, brilliant. That's brilliant. Perfect. We're gonna make it a cow. And so I placed my order. I really wish I looked up, I I think I placed my order at the end of 2021 going into the holidays Mm -hmm. and that was when Caterpillar was gangbusters and, and, and there were supply chain constraints this, this, that and it gets delayed month after month after month after month after month and while I could have got one sooner that was yellow, I wanted one that was white and I wanted it white from the factory. One of the only machines that Caterpillar paints different colors that a civilian can order because they do military paint at the factory That is that a civilian can order is a skid steer one of the only machines they paint different colors at the factory and I think they might have recently stopped doing it but at the time you could order all different colors and they'll paint it at the factory so instead of getting the yellow machine in and then having them To to sandblast it and repaint it Mm -hmm. or paint over the yellow paint. And then the paint starts coming off and you start seeing yellow underneath. I want it done right. So I waited. And then uh, it was really cool because through Thompson, they set up a visit uh, to the CAT skid steer factory in Clayton to see my machine on the assembly line. And we got to go in their plane. And it's a fancy plane. Fancy I, the whole time, was like, I don't know why, why they're doing this for me, but this is sweet. Which only just feeds the businessman. I'm a like, big businessman. I, I really know what I'm doing. I'm here. on the
1: plane. Yeah. They're checking out my machine, which yeah. is a cool machine. And like to be fair, that's kind of a good play. For social media, like
0: it was it was great for everybody. I'm super appreciative of Thompson. They've they've been nothing. They've been so nice to us. But um I go to the factory, I get the machine, it gets delivered, and I ask Thompson, hey, can you hook me up with somebody that does uh graphics? And they they give me somebody's name in town, and he says, What do you want? And I said, I want you to make it look like a cow. And he says, I don't understand. (laughs) I I said, I just want you to make it look like a cow. That was my set of instructions. It's pretty vague. And I, I said, You can't, we can't make the spots too small because mm-hmm. then it'll look like a Dalmatian. Yes. People need to know it's a Holstein cow. And, and he says, uh, Say no more. I know what I need to do. So he mocks it up. It looks great. Uh, and then we back it into this little workshop. It, Barely fits in this garage, and it emerges. I didn't pick it up. Eric picked it up, and he sends me this video, and it just looks absolutely hilarious. And to this day, I think it's still so damn funny. And people are like, "Why'd you make it look like I'm like, Because I could, and because it makes people angry, and because I think it's funny.
1: I just thought of something though. Get a powder coat in the bucket.
0: Yeah. Well, someone wanted to do that for us with an attachment.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of it.
0: it just wasn't yeah, they wanted to make it look like an udder though, which was would have been that'll be that'll be that's way future down state. It. So I I get this skid steer, but then the problem is it's not really the machine, it's the what do you do with the machine? Yeah. And where do, where do you put the machine? And so I buy this I buy this machine and I have this house at the time. I don't really have a yard with it, though I have a side yard, and I start parking the skid steer on the side yard of my house. There's, there's plenty of space. It's way out of the street. It's not bothering anybody. And I park it there. And a month later, my landlord calls me and he says, hey, do you have heavy machinery parked in the yard? Because I was renting the house.
1: they are like, me.
0: And I, and I say, yeah, who's asking? <laughs> and and, and he, he says, well, I have to go to court because- Uh, there's no commercial equipment allowed. And, and, and so now I'm like, oh no. And I have to find a place for this thing. And I don't have time with how much I'm traveling to do weekend jobs. So I do stuff here or there with it as I can, but it gets to a point after a year or two that it's just sitting in a, in a storage facility week after week, after week, month after month, after month, costing money, costing money. And we're sitting here trying to figure out how to allocate our our dollars as 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 wisely as we can as a business and And it's just like, what are we doing? why Why do we have this damn thing? So
1: yeah, you start to look at the fucking skid steer painted like a cow. yeah, yeah, yeah like
0: yeah. it's just a reminder how dumb I was that year. Yeah. So it was fun. Uh I think we got plenty of marketing value out of it. We made plenty of people uh angry. I got to have some skid steer time. I f- mm-hmm. put it on its roof. Yeah. Uh, which was...
1: And not just anywhere at Whistling Diesel's ranch, right? No, no, no.
0: no actually, no. I no. did not put it on his roof there, surprisingly. Okay. That would have been a lot more appropriate. But I know.
1: It would have been a great video for him.
0: Uh, yeah. I uh, yeah put it on its roof. So that was super uncool. Um, yeah. I, great time with it. No regrets. Bandit
1: saw Nissan Stadium. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. We had it in the stadium. Yeah. We, we, we got around with it. Um, so that's the story of the Skid Steer. I bought it. It was dumb. We got the most out of it. And then now it is in better hands. Uh, and those hands are actually using it to do real Skid Steer stuff because we did nothing with it.
1: So is there someone out there operating a house? I don't it? know
0: if he took the. I I haven't asked him. I need to text him. Like, how's the machine going? I yeah. hope it's working because that was the one I put on its roof.
1: Yeah, Eric seemed to think that there was something wrong with it after that, but yeah. I but the,
0: but then you we brought the cat and they're like, no, it's good. It's
1: like perfectly fine. It's you know, but admission stuff. You don't.
0: Well, skiers don't have deaf uh, that size. Oh, true. Okay, so yeah, because you were you've talked about before. Yeah, there's no blue juice. Um, but yeah, it, 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 and and people are like, "Oh, you're just a poser playing grading contractor." And you're right. If you're one of those people saying that, you're entirely right. Fucking win. <laughs> entirely right. And I'm completely fine with it. You win. You <laughs> sold it. You yeah. sold it. You win. Yeah. well, wow. <laughs> That is the first of. For now, many more ridiculous things. I just need more money to do so, but it's coming in due time. Okay. So that's, so that's the squid steer. It.
1: The squid steer. Ooh. Maybe in the next one. Yeah. I have some ideas. I have some ideas. So, um, that was just a kind of a silly question to get us into this. Um, so, we're just going to go <sighs> complete opposite direction now. Uh, what is the hardest problem you've encountered with an employee?
0: This one this is a weird one. Yeah, I feel like we've had at this point we've had a lot of people. I feel like we've had almost 150 people employed yeah. here full time at this point.
1: And I wouldn't say problem, let me like kind of rephrase that. I would and I'm sure that's that original question, but I would say like challenge. Cuz we don't yeah. we don't it's
0: not like a problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, people, they're just the biggest problem base payments. Yeah. No, no, no. Um so we've had full-time employed here about 150 over the course of six years and as of right now we have about 65. yeah so our in the grand scheme of things our turnover has not been really all that bad and Mm -hmm. our voluntary turnover has been very low Mm -hmm. uh and so a lot of the people that that don't work here anymore were voluntary is people um saying hey this isn't the right fit i'm going to leave i'm going to resign whereas involuntary is someone is terminated for um some we let somebody go for performance sake mm-hmm. or we let someone go for for budgetary reasons or whatever it is and most of our turnover's been involuntary uh, which is is not good but that's part of where i'm going yeah and the steer thing too is part of where I'm going. So we brought in capital and, and, and we thought we were smart and, and that's part of it. And, and we changed from just a, a, a marketing media business. We, we were originally a media business. And then we went to more of a overall creative marketing with media business. And then we went to a software business, which is where the investment came into play. And that is a totally, totally different world. And the biggest challenge with the growth, and we are still, I would say, an infant in the grand scheme of things with where we are capable of going and where we are going to (sighs) go. The biggest challenge with that has been as as a young business, and especially me as a young business owner, we're naive, I'm naive, and with that, you are going to make mistakes and some good people... Are going to get caught up in those mistakes. The mistakes, oftentimes, are people, which uh, is terrible and is something that you wholeheartedly uh, try your best to avoid. But it's almost, and I, I think it is, just unavoidable when you're really scaling and changing a business. And so that is hard. And then two, as you scale and grow a business. There's really good people that have been with you from the beginning that have helped you get there that don't necessarily apply going forward um, with, with the needs of the business or whatever it is. Some, some great individual that, that's been there for the whole time, but when you're looking at you know, laying people off and looking at every single dollar and saying, where can we cut? And identifying that, hey, their skill set. Is not the skill set that we need right now. And we've tried to get them in this other place, but it's just not jiving for us and for them. And so we can sit here and because they've been great, say, Well, you know, we're we're still gonna spend that money, which I think is unfair to them and the rest of the team, because it's really just prolonging the inevitable, or you can say, This just isn't working anymore we're going to have to, to, to go in a different direction, which sucks. And, and there's no good way to do it. Um, it's not at all a fun experience, but it's absolutely necessary for uh, the growth of the business and, and for the long-term success. So I think, can people be there the whole time? Absolutely. But the odds that you're going to have the same team uh, you started with, the same people, uh, when when you know the same twenty, say you have twenty people, you go to a hundred people. You're gonna have the same twenty people within those hundred. The odds of that are 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 none. Like yeah. sure, you're gonna have some of those people, but there's just no way that all of those people come with you in most cases. I'm I'm not gonna speak for every business. I'm just speaking on behalf of 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 the businesses I've 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 seen up close and in, in our business. So. I would say that is the most challenging piece of this is that as a leader uh, within a business, as a business owner, you will make mistakes. Good people will be caught in those mistakes. And then two, there will be good people that uh, serve the business in a certain season, a certain time period, that can no longer serve the business and parting ways with them sucks. So I would say those are two kind of one big challenge um, that I think has been has been the biggest lesson over the past year or so.
1: And it's always changing. Um, but like most of these people that have left that a lot of people who have listened to the podcast for a long time would recognize it they almost like outgrew their role. Like they, yeah. they kind of like. This is the the big tank is built with, and those folks are just. They are on a different life path for themselves. Well, well that's and what I mean too. Like, it's, well, it's
0: unfair for them too, and and, and yeah. a lot of them are kicking ass right now, yeah. which is awesome. It's like, yeah, that's, and you you, you guys all know, so we're not gonna say sweet. who's who's here or yeah, not. Which everyone is super cool.
1: Everyone knows. Those those accounts and stuff and those people, yeah. Um, and like, there has never been a hard feeling with people. I, think. And I don't think. I mean, I'm
0: sure there's plenty of hard feelings towards me, but yeah, maybe that's the. Uh, but I mean, the role I serve,
1: I trust that everyone who has worked here um, has the emotional purity now to to recognize that. I think probably a better call for everyone. That's just people romanticize especially with everything being so out in the open here. Like people will really romanticize um oh it's the same crew forever and like you know the, the kind of the YouTube platform like dude yeah. per- like the dude perfect um crew. Like, yeah, yeah. They've been yeah. the same guys forever. Yeah, but they're but if
0: you look at the business around them I'm sure there's people I'm in and sure. out of that business all, all the time, the, all because the time. that's just how it works. Yeah. I I used to really cherish the fact that we had almost no turnover the first few years. Yeah. We had no no turnover, none. And I, I, I was so proud. I'm like, yeah, that's how a business should be. People shouldn't be leaving. And then I recognized as we started to change faster and faster and faster that no turnover is not necessarily... A good thing. Not he- it's not healthy. It's not healthy. You have to have a certain amount of turnover if you're growing at the rate you should be. And it depends for every business. We want to go uh, help usher a-, a very big industry into the next generation. That requires a very big business. That requires a lot of learning, a lot of mistakes, a lot of growth. That's the path we're on. And there's going to be a lot of people in and out of that picture over the course of our history, uh, it might be different to a, a five person business, uh, a 10 person business, uh, uh, a 20 person business, whatever it is. is. Hundred. I don't, I don't know. It's different for every business. That's at least just, um, has been, so that's how I that. So. Well,
1: that makes sense to me. Um, I hope that clarifies. I don't know. Maybe we should get who sent these in.
0: I couldn't tell you. I, I have like, no idea. Yeah, I just a- wrote them all down. Thank you for whoever sent that. Yeah, in. thanks.
1: And write us at Dirt Talk. Let us know that that was your question. Okay, so kind of coming off of that, what's the hardest thing you've ever done? So not outside of this business. This is not hard for you, right? This is not a challenge. Brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Um, how did I answer this? Though, so, what did I put there? Raising capital,
0: second round. Yeah, it's it's the thing is it's not outside the business just because. Like I've done some really cool stuff from a, a, a physical standpoint over the past few years. I was able to qualify for the Boston Marathon, which was awesome. Um, just did a an Ironman, first triathlon ever, full distance. Um, I, I have my third hundred mile race in a few weeks, so I've been able to do a lot of cool physical stuff. Uh, especially recently, but it all just pales in comparison to the um, emotional expense of our second round of capital, and I can't talk about it a ton because it's still somewhat in the works. But I just I made the mistake of assuming that a second round of investment to help our business continue to grow is going to be as simple and easy as the first, which was absolutely not the case. And I want to try to make this relatable. Um, it's just, it's been a daily grind. It's been something that's just been a daily fucking grind for almost two years now. Every day, just a storm cloud following me around, a weight on my shoulders, uh, just grinding me into dust. And me having to sit there every day and come back at it with the same enthusiasm, the same amount of belief, um, the same amount of effort every single day, uh, even when it's it's really um, grim looking, even though it's it's... I'm really exhausted, even though, uh, I don't want to. Um, and, and we've made it happen, which is really cool. Um, but it, it, has been something that has required two years, every single day of just nonstop. I can do this. Uh, what are the little things I need to do to eat this elephant? What's the one bite today? What's the one person I can call, the one email, the one just the one thing I can do that's in my control? How can I um just manage the stress more effectively, the anxiety more effectively? And I think everybody's been there in some capacity. And it's 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 that 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 whatever it is, relationship or, or death or addiction or I don't know, professionally, business owner, I don't know everybody's been on that, that March where it's just a grind every single day. Um, but through a lot of the physical feats and through some of the lessons I've learned over the past few years, I knew that, uh, that's just part of the process. It's, 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 it's supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to be easy. It requires non uh, nonstop effort. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're tired or or you want to or not. That that has no bearing on on what you need to do. So just just do it. Um and and building that sense of discipline uh, really really helped me through. And if I, I didn't have that discipline going into it, there was there would be no way I I would have been able to do it. So I um I'm happy for it to be over uh this year, and I'm I'm excited to just get back to building the business, having fun within the business, and there's going to be a hundred other things that are more taxing, but um, I hope to at least take a, a deep breath over the next few months before we we get into whatever's next.
1: So what made it so challenging uh, between the first and the second time of raising capital?
0: <sighs> there's a, a bunch of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, yeah, I mean, there's specifics, but I don't want to cover it right now just because it doesn't really pertain to a lot of people. There's not a lot of people raising investment capital for software companies listening to this, this podcast. And even if they are, they're raising it from VCs and private equity, and we didn't do either. We did it in a very unconventional way. Um, it was just – I just <clears> – <throat> to make it relatable, I assumed because I did X – Mm-hmm. I could then just go do why, mm. but that's not how the world works. Things change in between those two things uh, uh, uh things outside your control change and and i um I just got to like a delusional place where I look back on what i th- what I was telling people, and I'm almost i am i'm embarrassed because I was so just off my rocker like how how did i think that that was reasonable and maybe me thinking that was reasonable helped to get us here but i think we got towards the end as we got more reasonable and more realistic and just dug in yeah um and so i i made the mistake of thinking that just because i did something in the past means i can go do it again and that's absolutely not true uh and 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 this was proof of that
1: yeah it's um it's always humbling kind of going back and having to uh like
0: eat your own shit. I've eaten <laughs> it. I've had, I've had a lot of slices of humble pie hey, for two years.
1: Yeah. Like um I think the, the one thing I could relate it to is like if I record something wrong and going back, having edited it after. Yeah. And it's, that is my mistake. Yeah. And now I yeah. have to fix it and I. I don't want to relive
0: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. It's um. yeah. I, I think it, you know, a- anybody's been there, but yeah, uh, yeah I think everybody has hard stuff to deal with. And I think it's really just a matter of uh, discipline of, of doing the things you need to do every day, regardless of if you want to or not, or you're tired, whatever it is, just make it happen. And that little bit of consistent effort every single day adds up over time.
1: Yeah. And the fact that like it's not a choice, really. I mean, it is a choice, but like, yeah, like running hundred miles is is your choice. Yeah, like, you can yeah. choose to stop whenever.
0: Yeah, but you you have to take that out of it. Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to remove the choice that no, it's not a choice. It's not an option. <laughs> it's not an option. It has to happen, and I'm going to make it happen.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully that brings some clarity. Uh, starting a business is easy though. And so, if you want to start a business, just go ahead and do it because it's super easy. Highly and, recommend it. Yeah, and try um, to try to raise some capital.
0: Super, super cool. Cool.
1: So, speaking of business, and speaking of people starting a business or running a business, um, what businesses are hiring? How can people get into the dirt world or <clears throat> change jobs or just who's hiring around here?
0: Yeah, I. Um... Out oh, to this one because everybody's hiring, yeah, and um, a lot, a lot of people reach out to me, message me on, especially Instagram, saying, "How do I, how do I get a job?" And I, I wish I had a really good answer. That was this easy button I could just slide across the table, and if you hit that button, you'll find a great job, and everything will be taken care of from there. But that's just not, not how it works. And the, the irony is the the construction industry, the mining industry, even more, I was looking at statistics for mining last night and it's terrifying uh, for everybody really. But, uh, the industry is, is, is hurting for people. And so you think there would be well-defined pathways and easy ways to get in, but that's not at all the case at not even, not even slightly. Um, but that means there's tremendous opportunity for anybody smart enough to figure it out. And you don't even need to be smart. You just need to have a little bit of determination and and will to figure it out. And so if you're somebody that uh, is is entering the workforce soon and is considering careers, or even if you're somebody even better because you're already in the workforce, somebody already working that hates their job and that sees... What I post on social media or listen to the people on this podcast, whatever it is, and, and has thought, you know, maybe, maybe that'd be pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for you. And, and if I were you, I would start looking into construction companies in your area. Um, and I would start calling them. I would start visiting their offices. Uh, I would start messaging the people that work there on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's very powerful. I'd start finding their emails online and and start writing them emails. I would start, uh, however I could, expressing my interest and curiosity in getting a job at the local construction company. Now, is this different if you're in Chicago, for example, with local 150? Uh, Yeah. If you're in a heavily union area, then look at the union, uh, like a Chicago, like a uh a new york like uh, a boston yeah. absolutely but that uh is, is 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 not the only path and so i was in arizona yeah. I, every contractor is non-union you don't go to the union if you want to be in the heavy civil construction space you 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 have to find a company and that's a lot of places uh like texas and you can go down the list it just varies florida and so uh if you're in a union area Look at the unions. If you're a non-union area, start calling around. Start writing those emails. Get scrappy and find a way in. Someone is not just gonna walk along and and grab you by the collar and bring you to where you need to go. It doesn't work. Uh, and I've asked so many executives, "Hey, if a young, ambitious kid walks into your door and asks for a job, what would you say?" And they say, "I would hire them every single time." without a doubt. So find any way in. And maybe you want to be an excavator operator, but the only opening at this company is the the person that sweeps the floor of the shop. Then get a job if you can afford it, which if you're young you probably don't have a family, you probably can't afford it. Get a job sweeping the floor of the shop and then work really hard at it and show up on time every day and do a little bit more than you're told and help people around you and maybe it takes 6 months maybe it takes 12 months maybe it takes 2 years but then you've invested in that that discipline that that hard work those relationships and then you have the opportunity to go wherever you want to go and everybody's trying to me included in their 20s hurry up and 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 and, yeah. and, and get from here to there as mm-hmm. quickly as possible yeah. but it's, it's about the basics. It's about building that foundation in your 20s that will allow you to do what you want to do in your 30s, and your 40s, and your 50s. Yeah. And so if you focus on, on finding a way in to a great business, working hard, showing up uh, and doing your best, focusing on those basics, you'll be able to then, uh, you'll be set up in a, a, an amazing way going forward. Now, what if that company sucks? Well, I would give it your best shot. And I would work really hard. And I would, I would not blame others. I would not say, oh, they don't want to take responsibility. You know, My boss sucks. Whatever it is. I would really try to do my best to make the absolute most of the situation I could. But say, hey, I've given everything. Mm-hmm. They're just a terrible company. Happens. There's lots of terrible companies. There's lots of average companies. Yeah. There's lots of great companies. If that's the case, then go to another company. Go to another company.
1: And you wouldn't have wasted time because if you you're working hard up until that last day of your two weeks, then
0: I mean, that's- yeah, no, you're, you're not wasting time. You're not wasting time. Oh, you're making money. You're still building your skills. You're still yeah. making the most of it. But I just everybody's hiring. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And so, and you know, we're, we're trying to work with them on on figuring out how to hire more effectively, and and I think the onus is on them, but they don't care about your future. You are your best advocate. And so uh, if, if you can sit there and say, all right, start researching. Um, what are my options? Do I have any family members in the industry? Can I go talk to them? Friends? Can I yeah. talk to them? Do I know someone on social media? Can I connect with these people on LinkedIn so that I can message them? I drive by this construction uh, office yeah. every day. Maybe when I'm driving by, I'm just going to stop by and and go into their office and and just talk to them. Um, whatever you can do to get in the door is 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 what you got to do. That's that's what I did to get into the industry. Um, it worked, so I don't see why it can't work for anybody else.
1: Yeah, and I mean we've had the privilege of um having a lot of people on that are very passionate about getting other people in, um and. They do their part in the community to try to, you know, coax people into this industry and get people excited. But most people, and especially like the people who do really cool stuff, they know they do really cool shit and they love it and they have fueled their own passion and found their own way to do it. Um, no one is going to do that for you. No. So you, you have to be extremely passionate about you, what you want to do. Like, for example, this is not just in the construction industry. Um, and you have, to, you have to curb your expectations about pay. I know that's like crazy, but it's, it's hard everywhere. Uh, if it's something you're truly passionate about, the pay will come. Um, you know, my prospects didn't look great as, as an audio engineer. Or even you know before that, I wanted to be a full time musician. That's not. If you want to talk about low starting base pay, I mean, how about zero for a number? Yeah. How about going to a, a show and playing for zero people and getting zero dollars? Well, but you won't have that. You'll have consistent work.
0: This is where the the, like, the patience though is yeah. is important because. Say I get a job cleaning up in the shop. Yeah. I'm not passionate about that.
1: No, no. I I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going. at
0: all passionate about that. Yeah. Um, but I have this inkling that hey, I want to be an excavator operator one day. I just I I just have to have the understanding that hey, it takes time and and me being here, I can learn these skills that I'm going to be able to apply future state. And so, I think um the 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 one currency, the one thing that you can do is just work hard wherever you can get in the door. I would just get in the door wherever you can, work hard. That's the formula. And then the opportunities will, will start to show themselves. But just get in the door wherever you can, work hard. Things should take care of themselves from there.
1: And like the chances of you being able to talk to an excavator operator, much higher if you're cleaning the shop. Yes. where those people work.
0: Yeah, like, or you're in the wash bay washing off the excavators. So now yeah, you can yeah. sit there and look at excavators every day and, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. So, so it has two sticks, you know, one for each hand. It has two foot pedals and two sticks that, that make it go for them. And then now you're positioning the excavator into the wash bay and then pulling it out and then slowly moving it in the shops. So you're you're figuring out how the how the tracks work, how the machine works. And then maybe you can, hey, ask, ask your boss, there's a dirt pile in the back, and you just mm-hmm. worked on this machine for weeks. Hey, can I go test it out? And you're now you're in the machine moving dirt mm-hmm. in the and 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 you're just the person that, that was hired on to sweep the shop. So uh, or or wash machines or whatever it is. Like that's how everybody I know that has done anything in this industry, has done it. They've gotten in, they've worked hard, and they've exploited that opportunity to go create more opportunities. Boom.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to annoy people. You don't have to, you know, you don't even necessarily, I mean, you have to obviously advocate yourself and stand out a little bit, but, you know, you have to also just be kind of head down and, you know, learn as much as you can. And, um... Yeah, someone someone got a little too drunk
0: last night. Like, hey.
1: Well, by the way, hey man, I I know how to run that, and maybe you know, I haven't done it before, but like, and we're, our production times are going to be slow, but they're not going to be none. Yeah, and like as long as you know how to not break the machine, like or even if you do, if yeah, you, everybody breaks
0: machines. Everyone
1: everyone yeah. makes mistakes. Yeah,
0: but yeah. Okay. Um. I think that's it for questions. Yeah, that that's what we got. What All do we right. got on time? Uh, we've been going long enough. So yeah. let's uh, wrap it up. That was the first Q&A, new Monday episode for 2024. Thanks for listening. If you have questions, send them to dirttalkatbillwit.com, and we will see you next week for the next Monday episode. Stay dirty, everybody.